What up, though? Y'all already know what this is. Respect the worst if you don't respect the best. Top tier podcast. I am Ledge. Let's get right off into this, man. Uh, just a quick battle rap roundup. Talking about things that's been happening over the past week that I've noticed. I've probably missed a lot. Been a little bit busier than usual. Um, Really ain't too much been going on. <laughs> like, it ain't from my, from my optics. I haven't seen too much going on. Um, I want to shout out all the listeners. I want to thank uh, Anchor for providing this podcast to be, you know, on several platforms right now. Currently on iTunes, Spotify, CastBox, and yeah, a plethora of others, other streaming outlets. So I wanted to get that out the way. Um, yeah, so like I said, man, it really hasn't been too much going on. There's just been a lot of, I guess, back and forth between battlers on social media. And it seems like John John the Don's been the forth the forefront of most of it. So, you know, NJT is on Instagram posting about him. Uh I know people have been trying to see Trez versus John John. And my question to you guys is which one you think poses the bigger threat? I I'm I know people love NJT and I know it seemed it comes across like I'm not a fan of his, but I, I am. Like I think he's dope. Like, I'm not a fan of anybody's. Like, I'm not, I don't have a favorite battler, as I always say, but I think he's dope. I see where everybody else sees, obviously. Like, his, ta- his talent goes without saying to, to a certain extent. But I do think there's so many, there's a lot of holes in his game. Not that the opponent can pick at, but the holes in his game that he hasn't cleared up or sealed up on his own. So I took really a nice, Nice time to think about this. Who would win that matchup between John John and NJT? And to me, I figure it would come to uh it would really depend. It would depend on is it a small room setting and or or is it on a big stage? And I know what people are thinking. People are thinking if it's a big stage, NJT would win because he's a better performer. Right. And usually stage presence and, you know, with your voice, a commanding voice that can grab a big crowd's attention. That usually does happen. Usually the performers who can perform really well at a high level usually show out in those big stages. But I'm looking at this from a like a defensive, a counter defensive standpoint. Like just just rock with me and just so we've seen him rock out also in small rooms. So it's not saying. That he's bad in small room, but people would just assume a bigger stage, you know, there's a bigger chance for a haymaker because his, his haymakers can shake small rooms. Just imagine what it can do in a big room. Right. But let's think about on the flip side of that. And this is where I'm more concerned with. Notice in the small room, his slip ups. His fumbling and stumbling or he, he clearly like choking like I did against verb in the first round. It kind of goes without any like gibberish from the crowd they're not like you know they're not all like oh trying to get them up out of there right and the reason why obviously because on smack volumes mostly there's this fellow battlers who are more of a support system like when you choke like when chess was choking against trez on smack volume one i believe it was volume one yeah smack volume one shine was there kind of like you know trying to like get them to you know get them to cook 
Like it's a support system there. So what happens on a small room, it allows you to recover. It allows you to recover and get your stride back. Like you think his his third, you would you would never think that he would have a third like that tucked in the arsenal in that same battle versus verb after you hear him choke up and give up basically that that whole first round on a big stage though. On a big stage, it kind of overwhelms you if you slip up on a bigger stage because like the crowd, let's face it, sometimes the crowd is there just to, they pay, it's, it feel like the crowd pays money just to get you the fuck up out of there. Like, the minute you slip up, the minute you uh, stumble, they trying to get you up out of there because they feel like they've just wasted money and they're kind of a restless crowd. Like, it kind of depends on where you're slotted on on how far they'll let you get away with some shit. Like only like Lux was the main event and he choked against Calico. And that was that was like the only time I remember somebody battling that late in the event choke and still get like love. Like I feel like the later you battle in that on that card, the later you go, the less it's a zero chance that they're gonna just let you rock out after you choke like that. So um and I'm I'm worried about him on that end because I have no doubts that John John will be able to get through his material cleanly no matter which event or venue he's in. So it really all comes down to can NJT craft three solid rounds, not only just without slip ups, but just fire rounds, like from a writing standpoint. Like we just talked about it at nauseam about his battle versus clips. He seemed like he was he was going for the Mike Tyson get you out in the first round knockout, but you know, Clips was obviously playing the long game and was more like a Vander Holyfield with stamina and constantly moving and, you know, jabbing a little bit before he got you out of there. So it's a tough one, but I think on a bigger stage, I actually think it'll, it'll be to his detriment. I think on a small room, if he stumbles, he'll be able to recover and just steal while out as opposed to, you know, being on a big stage, stumbling, and it kind of kills you, your momentum a little bit. You kind of feel like, damn, I just did this in front of this big-ass crowd. You know, we've seen people who mess up, slip up. We've seen it from NJT. Like, your level and enthusiasm, your 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 focus just kind of goes away. Now you're just, now your whole concern is just not slipping up again. So you're not even giving your own material the proper, you know, the proper uh, just entertainment, the proper gestures with your hands. You know, you're just not giving yourself everything that you rehearsed before you got to the stage. So it's just it might come across a little bit bland because you're just trying to run through your material so you don't fuck up again. So that's actually my take on it. I think John John, I think NJT will have a better chance beating John John if it's a smaller stage. And I know that sounds very contrary to what people might believe because his his voice and like I say, he commands more of a big stage presence. But yeah, like sometimes you gotta play the deep. You gotta hide your own flaws in your game, even if that means like sacrificing some of your attributes. Because you know you can win a defensive fight. Like it can be a low scoring game, like the Super Bowl. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? You gotta win. Sometimes you gotta win a low scoring game. It can't be action packed because that might allow you to be vulnerable, and you might not want to be vulnerable. So that's that's what I'm going with on there. I actually think Trez would be an interesting. I actually think he has more probability to beat him too, because they got personal history, 
And this is like the best form I've seen Trez in, in, in like ever. Like, really, to be honest with you, he was good in spots. Like, even in a loss, he was good against JC. Um, obviously, his days in bullpen, he was cooking. He had some moments here and there in previous battles. But this this run, I guess I would say starting with Chess, since Chess, since Volume 1, he's been he's been cooking, man. And uh, I think his form combined with, you know, personal angles he can attack, I think that'll give him a, a really good chance. Plus, he's on a team where he has to carry the torch and do justice because cave gang got it. I mean, come on, you talking about rock, Ave and bridge. Like you can't be in, you, you just can't be in that. You know what I'm saying? In that click and not raise your level up. And he certainly leveled up. And I think, I think it would be a really dope battle. I don't know who I have winning that. I would have to really make that once that battle be announced, I really had to do some, some research, not research, but just do some like deep dives and, really see you know the pros and cons of each guy before i can just outright say it but i know it'll be a really dope battle that i think everybody would like to see um also the two on twos are starting to like gain garner some attention as well for some reason this is all sparked by i believe surf talking about a potential gun titles versus goat titles which would be hollow and lux i would be I wouldn't be uh, opposed to seeing that. I'm sure everybody would want to see that. And the thing is, Lux and Hollow actually make sense on paper. Like, they complement each other very well on paper. So, it would that wouldn't be my concern with them. My concern with them would be the preparation and their lack of chemistry as people. You know what I'm saying? Like, Surf and Rock... They made sense and they worked well, not only because they make sense, like their content wise is pretty similar and how they deliver it. And, and also just their their level of, you know, what I'm saying experience and all of that combined. But it made sense because outside of battle rap, like just how they how, how they come across, you can see them hanging with each other like it looked like it makes sense. Like you can just picture them doing the same things to get ready to go in the booth from the studio to lay some actual music down. It just seems like they fit like a glove. You know what I'm saying? Whereas hollow and Lux, I don't know if the chemistry is there to craft three rounds of like cohesive material. It just seems like there'll be some disagreements on what, you know what I'm saying? Which way to go. It, I feel like it will be some disagreements just on when to link up because they just live differently. It seems like, it just seems like, we, and I know people who follow battle rap don't even think about shit like that. That's why, that's my mind. I'm just crazy like that. I just think about all the possibilities to where a battle or an MC could just, like, not win. Like, so I'm, sometimes I think beyond just battle rap. I think about your personal lives, but, like, how you live. Like, I don't think Lux and Hollow hang in the same circles. Hollow always seems to kind of feel like Lux is a bit of a diva. Like a diva, just not only his stage performances, like how long it takes him to get ready, the build up. Like I can, I can really in my head see them like having to battle gun titles, hollow hitting up Lux, like 
yo, man, what's good? Like, we got, like, we got two more rounds to go, man. We need, we need to get this shit done by the weekend. And I can just hear Lux giving him some run around, like, hold on, when it's time, it's time, beloved. Like, all that shit. Like, I can hear him saying, like, giving him a reason why we should do this on a Tuesday because all this shit. And Hollow just like, man, like, you a diva. Like, I can hear, I can hear that shit in my head. So, it'll be interesting to see that work out. But I think if they could get together, there's no problems like coming together and crafting shit. I think they could wild out. And then obviously that seeing them in that little movie or whatever, it's hard to gauge that because it's, you know, it's catered to the audience and it's, you know, I don't even know if they wrote that material. You know, I'm not sure how that went down, but it's hard to gauge as far as material, but you can see that they had chemistry just the way they fed off of each other. You know, the just the way they fed off each other for that little brief moment in time. So I would look forward to that. I feel like if you if you do a two-on-two, two, I don't feel like Double Impact can come back without something of that level being the main event. Something to that level being the main event. Like, you can't just come back with, like, DNA and K-Shine versus somebody of a lesser tier than them. Like, I don't want to see DNA and K-Shine versus Geechee. Well, well, Geechee and B-Dot, that would be hard. I wouldn't want that to be a main event, though. I feel like that could be, like, the second, like, the second to last main event. Like, if you like if you had that battle second to last and then Gun Titles versus GOAT Titles, that's a fire card already. Like, everything else can just be, it can be worked out. <laughs> so... Yeah, man, that's how I'm feeling about that. And um, also, Bankhead versus Danny Myers will be dropping tomorrow, February 16th. Please check that out. Black Ice Cartel. They already dropped Vixen versus Coffee Brown. If you haven't seen that, go check that out. They're dropping, they're dropping their shit quick. Respect to them. Respect to that brand, man. That league is... They've been doing they've been doing their thing. Probably one of the most consistent leagues. No real complaints come out of that league. I haven't heard anything about shady business. The crowd shows love to everybody who comes from different uh places. So yeah, check that out. It'll be dropping tomorrow. I don't know, evening, afternoon. We'll see. But I'm gonna be in there. I'm gonna be tuned in. Cause I like Bankhead. Like his reactions to his own shit. Like nobody believes their shit is more uh fire more than him. Like just watch his reactions after he landed a bar. Bankhead is different, man. He's a funny guy. And Danny's just Danny, most top five, most consistent out here. So um, check that out, man. Also, I don't know when, but uh, there should be should be some more battles to check out as far as uh, women are concerned. I know I was talking to this lady, goes by the name of Matrix. She's from Houston. She's pretty dope. I've seen some of her old battles that was maybe like a year and a half ago. And, it, and she's she's pretty good. Like I like the first thing I look for when I look when I look at the side of women's battle, like battlers, is for confidence. Like I just look for confidence first. Cause a lot of people, a lot of women don't like when they especially the rookie, the women who are rookies, they don't spit with a lot of conviction. And she does that really well. Like whether she slips up or whether the bar doesn't hit, it doesn't stop her from going into the next bar. 
with that same type of conviction and confidence. And that, that's the first thing you got to do to be able to, you know, to get over yourself when something doesn't go your way. You know, that shows a testament to how how long you can really last in this game. And she's been battling a lot of duels, it seemed like, which is always good. Like, that really preps you because the disrespect, the in-your-face intensity that comes from guys is a little bit different. So she seems, like, really primed to be next up. I just would like for her to battle a little bit more often. Um, I don't know what league she, like, I don't know if she's, like, a league person. Like, she has a particular league she's in. But, yeah, shout out to her. She's from Houston. Check her out. And, uh, yeah, man, moving right along. Yeah, moving right along. Uh, we're going to do this, like, Q&A segment. Not really Q&A. Like, if you did, if it wasn't questions but it was just a comment, I was just going to answer it on the podcast directly to you and letting the viewers know and the listeners know, you know, who it, who it came from. So I'm going to get right into it. And I'm a man of my word. So I'm going to say, <laughs> I told him, guys, you know, I'm going to answer y'all first. And it's the good folks at Let's Talk Battle Rap Podcast. If by any chance, which I think is probably unlikely that you've stumbled upon my podcast first and not theirs, go check theirs out. Very knowledgeable friends, Program V, everybody over there. Uh, you can follow them on Twitter at LTBR Podcast. Man, they do a great job. I don't know how long. I want to say they've been out for maybe a year and a half, almost two or something like that, because I've been listening to them for about nine or ten months now, it feels like. So very knowledgeable. They have guests. They're dope. The question was, when are you going to have us up for a nice debate, some words to exchange <laughs> with a hand rub gif, uh, gif or whatever? Like So um, me and these guys, like we debate back and forth a little bit. I like to challenge them on some things respectfully i mean i value their opinions they never say anything that's just outlandish and like super wrong where i'm like yo they gotta be bugging it's just like uh i disagree with that right so yeah at some point i will have guests on you guys will be definitely first up because uh we got a lot of topics to tattle, tackle excuse me i would love to come on your podcast and you guys you know on your guys uh platform and talk and discuss anything you guys want to talk about as well they give you a nice trade off and uh, we can have healthy debates. Like I said, when I debate, it's really not so much more of me trying to be, be right. I love debating because I help gain information that I would not have known if I didn't partake in a debate. Like you might bring something that I have no idea happen or a point, a point of view that I never would have thought of using. And that can help me go along the way to the next time I view a battle or the next time I have an opinion on this certain guy's approach or anything like that. Like I debate for more information. I'm I'm never really caught up in being right. I'm not like that. Like I'm the same guy who just was like Clips is going to get his ass 3-0 by NJT. And I came on here humbly and it was a clear 2-1 win in his favor to me. Like I'm not I'm not that guy. But if there's things to be debated, we can definitely chop that up, my guys. Respect to you. Respect to y'all platform as none beloved. Once again, follow them at LTBR podcast on Twitter. Next question. My man, Ro, Rashawn, follow him on Twitter. Really good guy. He loves battle rap. Homie, he'll debate with you. Y'all can, you know, have a nice discussion. His uh, Twitter handle is at KingRO22, at KingRO22. His question was, where did your interest in battle rap start? 
I mean, I want to go far back, but if you ask me where it started, um, so my friend of mine was really into the Battle Rap Olympics. Um, he knew somebody who would attend these, and he would get sent VHSs so we can watch them. So, and this was like, I want to say late night. I want to say like 98, 99. Yeah, about 98, 99 that I was getting them and watching them with him. And they were entertaining, but it was more for shock value purposes because a lot of dudes would come with like maybe not even, I wouldn't even say like a full round of material. A lot of guys took pride in really freestyling, like off the top, look at your shirt, combine it with somebody in the crowd's shirt and, and then hit you with a disc and then the crowd goes crazy it, it, a lot of that was going on so it didn't age well so if you look at it now you'll be like wow like that wasn't that good but a lot of things was off the top of the dome and a lot of things were disrespect it was just it wasn't crafted the way it's crafted now it's very much from the school of what arsenal does i think that's why Ars pretty sometimes gets flack for his material sometimes because it can come across dated in that old style of I'll I'll strangle your mother and all it like you know what I'm saying like that's kind of what the bad rap Olympics was to a bit it was either you had those guys or you had the guys who just used a lot of syllables and a lot of multis it wasn't like a variance in styles back then so you know that's how I got started then I transitioned into watching Fight Club briefly. But I just couldn't get with the short time. Like, I never was that guy. And then Smack DVDs came, and I was hooked. Uh, I remember everybody goes to Mook, J Mills, you know, J Mills, Castro, and Lux. You know what I'm saying? Lux and Rex. But I don't know why this battle sticked out. Not because it was a good battle, just because it was just, I don't know, just always in my head. It was Nova versus Nova, N-O-V-A. Like, two guys with the same name, and they really hated each other. And it was just a funny battle to me. I don't know why. But, like, so those DVDs came. And here in Detroit, we used to get them at the mall all the time. They used to, like, come here maybe, like, a week later at this mall. And I would say, I don't know I don't have the exact date, <clears throat> excuse me, of when Smack stopped having DVDs, but I feel like it was like 05, 06. I could be wrong. And so the DVD stopped coming in and we were like pissed. So I kind of fell out of battle rap. I wasn't looking for a different alternative at the time. I just felt like if Smack DVDs was done, I thought battle rap was done. That's how my mind was working, right? So I wasn't hip to Lions Den yet. Um, and I'm the type, we all do. When you hooked on battle rap, you kind of using your everyday life, like with quotables, if you're having like a real conversation. So I did that one time. I used a battle rap reference on something and somebody caught one like, oh, you watch battle rap. Like, yeah, man, I did. I used to love Smack DVDs. And then he told me like, well, you know, Smack back. Like, you know, I was like, what? Like, yeah, you ain't seen this battle. Help me show me a link. Went on his computer and lo and behold, it was Arsenal versus Hitman Holler. So I guess we're talking 09. And that shit, man, that shit was different, more intricate, more aggression on a stage. Lines like, oh, I was hooked, man. I was, I can't, I fell back in love with it. And once that happened, I had to do my due diligence, which I hope a lot of you new casual fans are doing or are getting into battle rap. Maybe you've been into it maybe the past three or four years. I hope you guys are doing the due diligence to go back to see how all this stuff ties in. Like, you know, to do the history because that's what I did. And I was only away from battle rap, maybe like three or four years during that span. 
But I was like, let me go back. I watched Math versus Rex before that to see what was going on. You know, I got caught up to speed pretty quickly. So then with that, I start. I didn't want to be hooked just on Smack. Start finding alternatives. I found Grind Time. Uh, one thing that goes unnoticed and doesn't get the credit it deserves, one league, to me, in my opinion, humbly, is street status. Without street status, there really is no Midwest movement. Without that platform, like because people forget that street status is where Verb like honed his skills first. Where Hitman honed his skills first. They was like going to war with each other first, you know? Uh, like the battles, even when Smack was there, like, you know, oh, you know, oh, who ran uh, Street Status, he was like, it was a merger. Like they merged that together. Like he came and showed love. Like look at Young Ill versus um, Calico. Like oh, was there, like, you know, sipping a drink, just showing love. He came out for the PGs when uh, B-, B Magic was there battling uh, Clean Paper. Like, and shout out to O, shout out to Street Status, man. That was random, but I just feel like they don't get enough credit in that, that platform. It had some some legendary battles on that league. So, yeah, I started, like, floating around, and I just became engulfed in battle rap as a whole. So that's basically where my battle interest started, though. Like, I would say Battle Rap Olympics, Fight Club, earlier Smack DVDs. And I'm 32 years old, so I was watching it, like, you know, 12, 13, 14. So... Appreciate the question, my man, Ro, as always. And then we had like one last question I want to get to chop up. It's a two part question from I am Shiz. That's his Twitter handle. I am S H I Z Z. So what up, though? Shout out to you. His first question, I'm going to do it like this. He said, who is your top five currently? Not your favorites. And then he asks, who is your top five ever? Your favorites. Well, <clears throat> I don't have any favorites, so I, when I get to ever, I'm going to answer it differently. <clears throat> Excuse me. Who is your top five currently? No favorites. This is just not being biased, so I'm excluding, like, obviously, like, the not, um, like, Hitman and, um, let me see, Lux, Mook, guys who aren't active. I'm just going to go with guys who've been active, basically. And I'm going to say top five right now, currently. I would go Verb. Kayshawn, JC, Geechee, DNA. No particular order, but if I had to order it, I guess if you wanted me to order it, I would go Verb, Shine, Geechee, DNA, JC, somewhere in there, or JC, DNA. But I think to me, those are the five guys that's currently, you know, and that's no shot. I feel like. You know, as much as I talk about how Danny is being consistent, Danny Myers, he should be on that list. He's close on that list. And um, so is a lot of guys. Rum, I could have added rum to that. Iron, you know. But I would say I'm comfortable with saying that five. I don't think I'll get much flack for that five as far as currently in the game right now. I know some people will be looking at what about Hollow. I just feel like Hollow's been on a really steep decline. And, like, maybe I'm going to take a segment to address that one time, but. Yeah, it's something not right with him. And uh, still got Math winning that battle. If Math let me down and get slaughtered, I'm, I'm never picking him for another battle. All right, but <laughs> who is my top five ever? I don't have favorites. So I'm going to base this off of 
at their peak, who I felt was like hard to unbeatable and just dominant. Like, obviously, Grey Hoodie Lux is on there. That's one. Hollow Run, like when he, like that, that, that Hollow versus, uh, Pass, Hollow versus Big T versus Good, like that, that era of Hollow, he gotta be on the list. 09 Verb, you know, Perm Head Verb, that's three. I think people sleep on Rex. Rex had a run. The, the whole throwing the hat down, going anywhere, traveling, you know, that classic against Young Ill in the Lou, going against no names, but still like clearly washing them. When a lot of people back then, you look at, if you look during this time when other guys were going against no names, they weren't cleaning them out the way Rex was cleaning these guys out. Like he would, you can tell he was rap, he was rapping to like not only to keep hold of the dot mob name in battle rap, but to like, like, I felt like he was aiming to show no, he is the number one battle rapper in the world at during that time. So ever, I'm just like at that point, I mean, what he did, the verb, like he was, he was in a, he was in a bag, man, that very few can reach. So he's in there fourth and fifth. It was, I will put him in five. It just far as he was, he's the most, obviously he's the greatest performer on stage ever. That's that goes without saying. You have to debate. If you got somebody else there, then we, I kind of might just will like remove myself from that debate. But, uh, so that combined with him and Rex are very similar to me. And here's why because a lot of their memorable moments and a lot of their quotable moments aren't even punches. That's so hard to do in a, in a sport that's so uh, driven in. And what drives crowds crazy are punches that like really land. A lot of your quotables, you really think back, grown man bars, a lot of his shit. It's not really a punch. Same thing with Hitman. Like a lot of his shit don't be punches. This is be at real talk or quotables or things that stick with you. And I think that's a, a real, that's a skill within itself. And I just think of the, like, you know, obviously, Obviously, um, Hitman had a, got tons of views. He got memorable moments, and yeah, man, he changed he changed the game. Man. He made people step up their performance. Like I don't think without without Hitman, you don't see Shug trying to doing the whole you know construction worker shit with Av. Like it made people try to wild out on stage, and I think he got to get some respect for that. Now, an omission that obviously people I'm pretty sure are gonna talk about is what about Mook? I feel like Mook is the ultimate winner. But when I'm looking at this list of ever, I'm thinking about guys. And this is my personal. He told me like to make this my favorites. But once again, I don't have favorites, but I can do guys. Who, I can do I can do it and narrow it down to people who I felt were were the best at their best. I feel like Mook, even at his best, wasn't that explosive to me. I just feel like he was a really a master tactician, a master strategist. That in itself gains you points. But I guess what I'm saying is, even at his best, I never felt like he was unbeatable. Like, him versus, like, if you, his material versus Sirius Jones, you look at his rounds, if if he was to battle right now with those rounds and the other person had to go next, you would look at your homeboy and be like, oh, he can beat that round. He, oh, he can beat that round. Like, all his rounds seem very... Like, I'm talking about the... When you look at 
Verb and Hollow go head to head. And was that 09 on street status? Once again, shout out to street status. Once if you look at that verb round, excuse me, Hollow goes first or second. No, he goes first, but in the second round, he comes with the rebuttal and he just starts killing. That's a hard round to beat. So for Verb to beat that, you can tell what type of bag somebody's in, right? Like I don't think Mook had those rounds where I'm like, oof, tough. You know what I'm saying? Good luck, good luck coming after that. Maybe a few rounds against Lux in the first time they battled. But outside of that, I can't really recall anything that stuck with me. Like he floated that round. He left Earth that round. It's like, you know, that was a good round. And then what happens is he he applies enough pressure where a lot of times the other person just kind of gives in. Like I would put it like this in a fighting terms. The guys that I named on this list, the list had knockout rounds that'll knock you the fuck out. Mook rounds are crafted more as a slow submission. <laughs> like, I'm slowly about to make you tap out, but this is going to take, I'm going to do a lot of digging and a lot more, you know what I'm saying, tactics to make you slowly submit. I want you to suffer through this beating as opposed to just clean knocking you out. You know what I'm saying? So, that's my list of the top five ever as far as guys who I think at that time were just unbeatable. So I was like Lux, Hollow, Verb, Rex, and Hitman. I'm I'm comfortable with that five. You can debate me on Twitter. Uh, my my information on Twitter and on Instagram will be in the description box on YouTube. Follow me on all the socials, please. Also stay in tune, click the notification bell so you can be notified every time I upload. Appreciate all of the questions from everybody. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Enjoy the weekend. And as always, keep it battle rap. Love.